URE will sponsor 30 HBCU students with student memberships uh, at ESA. So that's, that's another awesome. first step, right, in building this relationship. But we also have ways to engaging around um, the research itself. So identifying faculty at these institutions and maybe through some of the programs we have in our university partnership office, uh, our research university partnership office at ORU, like the ORU directed research mm -hmm. um, uh, grant. Uh, maybe we can engage in, in some, uh, some uh, relationships around collaborating on research itself. You're listening to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. Join Michael Holtz and his guests for conversations about all things ORAU. They'll talk about ORAU's storied history, our impact on an ever-changing world, our innovative scientific and technical solutions for our customers, and our commitment to the communities where we do business. Welcome to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. Welcome to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. As ever, I'm your host, Michael Holtz, from the Communications and Marketing Department at ORAU. And this episode is a little bit special and a little bit different. We're coming almost live from the Ecological Society of America annual meeting in Portland, Oregon, where ORAU and ESA have signed a memorandum of understanding to help foster opportunities for students and faculty at historically black colleges and universities and minority serving institutions around the country. This will be a little bit of a podcast in two parts. Um, the first part, you'll hear from Catherine O'Reardon and Jeff Miller. Catherine is the Executive Director of the Ecological Society of America and Jeff Miller is Senior Vice President at ORAU. And they'll be talking in broad strokes about what the Memorandum of Understanding seeks to accomplish. And then we'll hear from Teresa Murad and Desmond Stubbs. And Teresa is the Director of Diversity Initiatives and Programs for ESA. And Desmond is the Director of Diversity Initiatives for ORAU. So I hope you'll enjoy this conversation and look forward to what will come from this great agreement between two great organizations. Catherine O'Reardon and Jeff Miller, thank you Hi, for Michael. a few minutes to chat about the, the MOU that you just signed. Why is this memorandum of understanding between ESA and ORU important? Well, for either of you? Yeah. Or well, both of you, actually. Yes, well, thanks. Um, for ESA, it is important to extend our reach. So we have had programs uh, with underrepresented students for many years, especially our SEEDS program, which goes back more than 25 years. And we've had success in nurturing and mentoring kind of a next generation of ecologists and making the community as diverse as possible. Um, but our reach is limited. We're a smallish staff. Uh, we were 8,000 members currently and uh, about 25 staff. In our education and outreach programs, it's two or three people. And so we'd like to partner with other organizations that can reach out to universities especially and, and have another reason to interact with, with us and our programs through partners. Jeff, how about for us? Yeah, I, I, well, first of all, the, you know, the mission for 
Ecological Society of America is, is absolutely consistent with the ORU mission. You know, so that that's really nice to have that that synergy with that. But we're a consortium of 150 plus universities, so this is an opportunity for us to leverage our relationships with all those universities. You know, to identify students, especially from minority-serving institutions and historically black colleges and universities, and and expose them to the Ecological Society of America, and more than that, the the, the profession of ecology. Right, right, right. I I know it's early because we literally just <laughs> the ink is still wet, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> on the sharpies. Any hopes about what happens next and how we how we start bringing this to fruition? Well, I know ORAU has already engaged with us in sponsoring 20 student memberships, so that's that's very exciting. Um, it's focused on HBCUs. We have our SEEDS program in particular, this undergraduate program, is chapter-based. So we have chapters in universities, but we only have, we have fewer than 100, and at any one time, maybe 30 or 40 are active. And so we have, we do have a, some mechanism to create these on-campus clubs that get the students engaged locally and then also a vehicle to get them more engaged nationally and especially to come to this big meeting. Um, but it's not, um, you know, it's not enough. It's never enough. And, and your network of universities will really help expand this. Uh, ecology is a niche field that I've worked with other organizations like physics or, or chemistry or where you have an identifiable uh, uh, department on campus usually every campus has one because they're in service to the other departments everybody has to take physics not everyone on campus has to take ecology and sometimes they're hidden in biology or environmental studies departments you know these individual professors and so any assistance from organizations like yours or networks where we can you know get find those people and reach out to them and get more students involved is really exciting for us yeah Catherine mentioned that we're going to sponsor 20 students that that are in underrepresented populations uh, and sponsor their membership in ESA and my hope with that is really quite simple even if, if if five of those students you know become kind of lifetime and renewing members into ESA and start to see that ecology is a viable path and a viable career, that would be a huge success. Absolutely. You know, and I just think, I, I know how impactful it was for me to be involved in a professional society early in my career. So if we can do that, you know, with just a, a, a small amount of money to fund that, you know, that's that's huge for us. So. Awesome. Well, I know your time is short, so I will leave it at that. Thank okay. you Okay. So Thank you. Thank you. Nice Thanks, Michael. Thank you. On Monday, ORU and the ESA signed a memorandum of understanding to work together. Um, why is our working together so important? And Desmond, I'll start with you for that answer. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you. And you know, it's been a year in the making, over a year. Uh, Teresa and I began talking. We met uh, during a meeting, an advisory council meeting for a NSF project called Lens, um, and it, it involved uh, engaging uh, students, faculty to look at uh, ecological sites called NEON, the Ecological Observatory um, Network, um, and engaging with NEON data. And so, you know, one of the questions were, how do we get more folks from small institutions, uh, minority-serving institutions, um, you know, 
HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities. How do we get their kids and their faculty engaged in this massive project uh, funded by taxpayers through NSF? And so they brought me on board and Teresa and I met and we were like, we need to get to thinking about, you know, an organization like ESA, an organization like ORU, with, with their reach into HBCUs and MSIs, you know, what, what programs, what can we do together that, that we can't do by ourselves? And so shared interest, shared passion for uh, diversifying a field that's so important uh, to our country, so important to our livelihood, so important for the way we live. Um, and so I'll stop there. <laughs> and so, Teresa, from ESA's perspective, um, why is this moment important? Um, I mean, I know you work on diversity initiatives, initiatives for ESA, so why is this important from your perspective? Uh, the environmental challenges that we face are so uh, widespread and the co communities that are being impacted by the changes, uh, you know, are, uh, the populations that are the most vulnerable are oftentimes the ones that are you know, the, 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 from the diverse backgrounds, the, the, um, the minoritized communities, uh, vulnerable populations, and we need to make sure that they're at the table. We need to make sure that they have the skills, they have the voices heard, uh, the perspectives shared. So you know, for many reasons like that, you know, for a whole nation to prosper, I think they, their voices uh, and their issues need to be uh, addressed. And, Heard. And as I said, you work on diversity initiatives for ESA. I know there's a program called SEED, right? Seeds. Seeds, okay. Talk about what SEEDS is and, and what that program is about. Well, SEED stands for uh, Strategies for Ecology, Education, Diversity, and uh, Sustainability. It's been uh, uh, around for about 26 years now. And uh, so that pro program is our flagship diversity mentoring program. Uh, mostly uh, serving the undergraduate populations and uh, we have a few components uh, that we, we the programming that we offer so one is the whole uh, SEEDS chapter network uh, across uh, the campuses in, in the US um, and we do we offer funding for chapters to do programs for outreach or career um, you know, uh, webinars or, or uh, sessions or uh, whatever uh, field trips, whatever they want to do to make sure that uh, the student population um, is involved in, in learning about uh, ecology. And uh, and then at the national level, then we also do the uh, field trips so to ecologically significant places where we introduce uh, students to what ecologists do, uh, what field work looks like, uh, what kind of careers uh, ecologists you know, can, can look forward to or, or, or people with an ecology degree can look forward to. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, and then we also have leadership meetings. So, so we invite the um, uh, chapter leaders to come together. And, and for that, it's primarily not about the research, but about the applications of the research. Okay. So we will talk about policy, education, communication, right? all these uh, areas where ecology is applied. Um, and a lot of times we'll bring our uh, ESA presidents and you know leaders uh, to be involved with that, to, so that you know, students see that you know, this is a, a program that's valued by the society. And we also, in all our programs, uh, field trips and you know, uh, leadership meetings, uh, chapters, we also encourage people to bring together 
panels of um, professionals from across different sectors uh, to come together to share their jour career journeys. So those are some of the things that we do. Uh, we also sponsor a research fellowship program for undergraduates uh, in partnership with uh, uh, some research sites. Okay. Yeah, and then of course we bring students to our ESA annual meeting. So okay. that's where we re they really see the whole range of ecological research that's happening across the country, across the world, uh, and uh, you know also again. I think this whole program is about um, helping students feel comfortable that they do belong. Uh, you know, there's no one way to do ecology. Right. We, we constantly remind them of that. Uh, you know, whether you you're interested in uh, whatever biome you're interested in, you know, whatever whatever scale you're interested in, uh, or if you if you don't like field work, that's fine too. You know, we have lots of ecologists who just sit in front of a computer, work from the cloud. You know, so. Uh, whatever you, you know, and now we have also uh, ecologists working in uh, sociological, mm. right? Questions bringing the psychosocial, <coughs> social, you know, uh, uh, aspects to the research. So there's there's just a broad range of options, careers, and not just research, but you know, communications and like I mentioned earlier, policy. So all these people, you know, we consider them part of the ecological community, and and that's one of our missions to help them to find themselves and see themselves as part of the scientific community, part of the ecological community. Awesome. Um, I know it's early days, the, the ink is still kind of wet, right? On, <laughs> on the MOU, so to speak. Um, so, you know, we're still pondering, you know, what does this look like and how do we, how do we make this sort of real? Um, is there a vision for some of, some of what that might look like down the road? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, our priority is to engage the students and engage the institution, which are the faculty, the leadership about the importance of ecological science, the importance of field work. You know, many of our institutions that are called HBCUs, or even Hispanic survey, are in really urban settings. And uh, a lot of science that, that are explored in the classroom are really employed, uh, explored in the field. Right? Right. That's where the data collection happens. That's where the science happens outside of the classroom. So getting some experiences, um, advocating for the importance of having an ecological footprint, even if it's not a degree track, but at least in the biology um, curriculum, having some sense that where students have some baseline literacy around ecological uh, research, uh, some of the priorities in the ecological community, um, bringing that to bear to the campus. So awareness is, is sort of one of the first things we're going to do, having a presence. Uh, Teresa and I already talked um, earlier about getting out and maybe doing campus visits and just talking more about the society, talking more about some of our vision of what we hope to, to provide for students and faculty in terms of um, experiences outside of the classroom, you know, maybe being a part of a professional organization. In fact, ORU will sponsor 30 HBCU students with student memberships uh, at ESA. So that's, that's another awesome. first step, right, in building this relationship. But we also have ways to engaging around um, the research itself. So identifying faculty at these institutions and maybe through some of the programs we have in our university partnership office, uh, our research university par partnership office at ORU, like the ORU Directed Research mm -hmm. um, uh, Grant. Uh, maybe we can engage in, in some, uh, some uh, relationships around collaborating on research itself. So research-based, student-based, looking at curriculum, tying all that together as sort of the first step 
and like showing the power of two organizations, again, with a shared interest and passion for diversity in science. Uh, that's where I start. And then, you know, the parts of science that have the highest, you know, deficiency or need uh, for folks to be aware and, and, and access points for folks if they're interested to engage. So I think that, that would get us started and get some momentum going. Absolutely. Um, Teresa, maybe some HBCU campus chapters of yeah. ESA? Yes, absolutely. So I was just talking with uh, uh, Desmond that uh, we have a new chapter, well, I guess a renewed chapter now at Florida A&M. Okay. Yeah, you know, and, uh, and there's a, 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 a interested in you know, working more on, uh, along these lines. So I'm really excited about this relationship because uh, I would not think if you asked me that Department of Energy is interested in field work of the kind that we do, right? <laughs> so I, so I, and I think that's that's the way of the future, I guess. You know that we're connecting some dots that we haven't before, um, and uh, you know opening up uh, to to the students. You know that you don't don't just look so narrowly mm. at ecology or that only certain agencies or certain types of organizations would be interested in what you, you know the kind of skills that you're going to be developing in this field. Uh, so I'm really excited in, to, to figure out ways to work uh, with ORAU and, um, and the other piece is we've been really focused a lot on student direct intervention, right? direct programs with students. So you know, Desmond has been talking about working with faculty uh, and that's the, another side of what we do but now it looks like we might be able to make, bring the two together uh, in new ways uh, you know, to, to develop those. So I'm really excited about some of the new directions that we can that this that will emerge out of our partnership. Excellent. And some of the issues that I imagine could be tackled together are things like you know climate change, impacts on ecology, on the energy sector. On you know, I mean, some of the things that I have the privilege of talking to, you know, some of our research program participants about on a regular basis, sort of feels so natural that they would come together with you know ecology. The effects of climate change and how we're using energy and different forms of energy you know all of those things so this feels like a very exciting <laughs> feels like a very exciting start to um, what could be as you know Humphrey Bogart said a beautiful relationship right? <laughs> Absolutely. you're right I mean environmental justice for this particular community that we're targeting it's it's, it's the thing that's talked about outside of the classroom um, know, students are activated, their interest, this generation, you know, these are the generations that are in the streets, you know, they're advocating for themselves and they feel strongly about the issues they care about. And I think, you know, what we need to do, it's, it's, it's sort of, you know, our duty is to arm them with the knowledge and experience, the research, the exposure, so they are informed advocates, right? And so they, their voices can be heard at the highest levels. Right? And they can advocate for communities that are impacted most by climate change and having access to fresh water and what pollu air pollution does and understanding all of these ecological systems and landscapes that start and end in certain communities, right? Where it doesn't get better. Right, right, right. <laughs> you know, folks know you take a drive on a Sunday drive uh, around town and you could look outside and you could see the ecological landscapes change uh, as the wealth and real estate uh, changes, uh, real estate values changes. So just just the visual, the visual realness 
of how you know eco ecology impacts your lives and making them aware of another dimension that's a, that's a really good signature that what people can point to um, and see and feel that like you know, they know that that there is different systems that are operating and one is is the care and feeding of one system in one neighborhood is much different than the care and feeding in other neighborhoods. And so they can be a part of that conversation, again, armed with some knowledge, armed with research, being attached to an organization with credibility like ESA, and be better advocates for themselves. Excellent. Anything that you wanted to add, Teresa? Well, you know, I, I think it's not just can be, I think it must, must be. be. <laughs> you know, I think it's imperative that they are able to participate fully uh, because there's, if, if they're not part of the solution, then there's really no solution. <laughs> I mean, the solution is just not going to work, basically. So I, I, I honestly believe that uh, you know, it's not just something that uh, you know can be done or should be done or it must be done you know, right. in my book. So uh, again, and, and for that, we need a lot of partners, a lot of uh, you know collaboration, a lot of resources uh, you know, to, to bring to bear to this because not, no single organization no single institution can solve this, right? No single agency can do it alone. So we need to come together, we need to connect some dots that haven't been connected. And so yeah, this is a great opportunity for us to you know, go in that direction. And I know Desmond is connected with so many different people and <laughs> institutions, okay. particularly the HBCUs. So we're really excited to um, you know, work together. Awesome. Well, I look forward to at some point in the future coming back together and sort of getting a progress report Absolutely. You know, uh -oh. where, where things are. Um, I, I won't set the timeline for that. We'll, <laughs> we'll decide as we move forward. Sure. But um, just to talk about you know where things are and how things have progressed and how that relationship, our relationship between our organizations is growing and um, you know the inreach to the HBCUs and MSIs. Well, let me ask you that. Growing. I mean, how are the MOUs with other organizations progressing? How, how you know what what are the needs that you're seeing, or what are the, the key learning takeaways that you are you know? Yeah, I'll give having. you an example. So we have a relationship with Thurgood Marshall mm -hmm. uh, College Fund. Um, this is an association that provides some leadership over about fifty something odd. Um, public facing HBCUs, so these are publicly funded HBCUs. So we've been um, in a partnership for over five years now. Some of the things we've done, we've sort of co-hosted workshops where we brought cohorts of faculty and students to various laboratories. We took them out to Colden, Colorado, to the National Renewable Energy Lab. Again, building awareness of the, that particular lab's uh, research priorities, um, connecting them to PIs at the lab so they can look together at funding opportunities, even joint positions. I mean, there's opportunities where the lab can do a co-hire to bring talent into the university and have that talent be relevant to projects at the lab. So there are things we can do. Thurgood Marshall is really interested in. There are 17 national labs. Uh, the footprint of HBCU faculty research is pretty small compared to other large universities. So how do we start this engagement activities? My my step is always baby steps, right? You know, you know, we're not going to make big change, but if we can make incremental change, that's good enough because those things are tied together and they're additive. 
and over time you will see like sort of the fruits you know of your labor and so we start with just engagement just showing up right showing up you know knowing how to get through the gates and the guards <laughs> you know knowing how to fill out a visitor's badge and what's needed and the, the lag time if you're a non-us citizen just knowing the process of government research right and that's so important and key because that's sort of uh that's a barrier, you know, just knowing that, oh my goodness, I wanted to go to this meeting, but I didn't know I had to put in a visitor's bag like 60 days out because I'm not a U.S. citizen. Like, so little things like that, where that knowledge is diffused across those institutions, so that now they know how to do business, right? So we're not forcing folks who don't have similar interests. We just let them know, like, this is what a typical federal lab looks like. You're going to run into this process at NASA, at USDA. Yeah, yeah, anywhere is a .gov uh, that does research. This is the process, and this, and particularly for early career faculty who've been sort of divorced from the notion of the federal research enterprise, that's good baptism for them, right? Yeah. And so we start there, and I think you know, I've heard that there are connections already being made, there are joint papers being written, and so it's not just necessarily exchange of dollars and funds and transaction. It's like you know, can we build a research concept together and mm -hmm. submit it for publication? Because that's what you need to demonstrate to NSF to ask for funding right. in a proposal to say, hey, we've done this study. We've done it with a large laboratory. We have access to instrumentation outside of our, outside of our institution. We can get the work done. And so, so those type of things that can happen that's, that meets Thurgood Marshall's interests. And again, it fits our values of how do we help sort of bring awareness to all of these federal, these large federal uh, 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 research projects that are well supported for many, many years and can possibly lead to jobs, experience in research, you know, all these, and, and growth among the university. I mean, a, a new funding mechanism for faculty right. so you can retain your good faculty. So, so a holistic view of how these partnerships and we work with ESA would be focused on ecological and environmental sciences, but we need to have a holistic view of the whole federal research enterprise and how best to engage taking these mutual interest things and sort of scaling them up, you know, across some of the schools where we have really long-standing relationships with. And what I'm hearing is it's not investment of dollars per se, it's investment of knowledge of here's how this works, right? Yes. We know how this works yes. as an organization, so we're sharing that knowledge with your organization. Yeah to say, here's what we can do right. to help students, to help ecologists get access to federal research dollars, right. to research proof of performance, to right. you know, all of those things that we do every day yeah. without really thinking about <laughs> it because it's just who we are. Yeah. Um, but it helps us by bringing more people to the table, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. So everyone wins at the end of the day Absolutely. and ultimately society wins yes. right because we get those brilliant people yeah. to do research that helps everyone understand right what their footprint they have on the and world they live in every scientist want community buy-in i mean yeah, you yeah. go to any research facility you go to you go across the street to the esa conference they would love it for the community to say, hey, well done, my friend. That is <laughs> right, so right, good. Right. I'm so glad you you dedicated your life to this work. How do we get there, right? And, and we know that like there are schools that have sort of been locked out for years for many, many reasons. But, you know, how do we present? We're not saying we're going to convert them all to ecologists, Absolutely. right? What we're saying is they need to know that this exists. Yeah. And they need to know it's that an if there is an interest, if there is a bug going, 
there is an on-ramp to something that can help you get there. Absolutely. Right. Any, any, <laughs> any final words? <laughs> All right. All right. Well, thank you both thank so you much for the opportunity to talk about this very exciting moment, I think, in the history of both of our And um, I can't wait to, to come back and at some point talk further about where we are and the success that I have no doubt is going to come <laughs> yeah. from, from this moment. So Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And we will talk more about this MOU and sort of some benchmarks along the way. So listen for further episodes um, in a few months or a year or so down the road. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Further Together, the ORAU podcast. To learn more about any of the topics discussed by our experts, visit www.orau.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at ORAU and on Instagram at ORAU Together. If you like Further Together, the ORAU podcast, we would appreciate you giving us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews will help more people find the podcast.